0: And listening to that was Terry Johansson from the Centre for Defence and Security Studies, kia ora. What does this mean for NATO?
1: Ah, uh, ora, uh, Charlotte. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a tricky situation. It's a lot, lot more complex than than what it appears. Um, unsurprisingly, you've got the Baltic states who are immediately calling for Article Five to be introduced, um, so that NATO will intervene with as you as your previous uh interviewee said with boots on the ground to sort of accelerate the the rate at which um the russian forces are being expelled from ukraine um interestingly russia has denied the attack which um although they've denied their influence in the information sphere before they haven't generally denied um physical attacks on infrastructure even um the the foreign fighters training base that they struck uh, early on in the conflict, they they willingly admitted that there was a deliberate targeting of of that facility. So this is somewhere something different than what we've seen previously. Um, NATO want to be very um circumspect in trying to verify um the where the missile came from. Is it an, a a Russian attack missile? Um, was it delivered by the Russians or um or was it a potentially a Ukrainian um, air defence missile that's been used to intercept some of these and, and it's knocked it off course. And then we have like um, a, a, an example of collateral damage where um, the intended target is missed and it's, and it's exploded uh, in Poland. Um, as your first sort of um, reporter explained, um, across the border from where this missile's landed, you've seen... Um, a major rail junction, and and that would be consistent with Russia trying to target infrastructure to disrupt the way of life in Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, uh, they'll be very NATO will be very um,
0: what do you thorough think that, and,
1: and detailed. What they're doing.
0: What do you think is yep. going to be the biggest challenge for NATO leadership?
1: Well, the biggest challenge for NATO leadership will be. And sort of ascertaining what's actually happened, and then um, trying to avoid being squeezed by both parties, because um, this can be used by Ukraine and Russia to to further their own their own ends. Um, you know, you've got Russia wanting to portray NATO as a bully and, and being uh, overzealous and throwing things on the ground, uh, people on the ground by by enacting Article Five, but uh, in the same. Um, in the same breath, Ukraine could le- le- leverage uh, NATO's um, Article 5 to, to like uh, your former New Zealand soldier said, to push forward at a greater rate and actually beat winter um, in expelling Russia from and, and reclaiming the, the lands in the Donbass sort of region.
0: And how do they work out from this missile where and who it came from and establish those facts?
1: Yeah, the, um, what they'll do is something called. Uh, Crater analysis and uh, the way there are patterns that they know of how uh, an explosion has ended up on the ground that looks like uh, they know can tell which direction it came from, what type of, um, how much high explosive was in the missile, um, and and they can do uh, flight path tracking with weapon locating um, radar to know where it sort of came from as well. So, and they'll be very thorough around, around that. They'll, there'll be lots of um, fragmentations in the aftermath of the explosion, which will also give indications around uh, who owned the missile, where it came from.
0: Kia ora, Terry. That's Terry Johansson from the Centre for Defence and Security Studies.